center of the universe center of the universe bends act talk everything and selfless and way to wrestling out ladies and i didn't pass the first time on tuesday i took it i i it's just, you had to get a 70 percent. okay i got a fucking 69 Woo! like god damn it like, i think that's I, the only time anyone's ever been sad to get a 69 i know like there was at no point did i go 69 nice yeah like, fuck so <laughs> and like when i walked out it was like you take it on this computer and i saw i failed i'm like oh fuck you know i wonder how close i got fucking 69 like it's almost worse if it would have got like like lower, okay, but like one away, yeah. Like at the ACT, you get points for putting your name. Yeah, that's true. They couldn't just push me. Like clearly, I knew my stuff, but I got a seventy-seven. I'm licensed. I can keep my job. There you go. Which so now what happens? You get to hit the road, going door to door. I mean, no. So I'm meeting uh, farmers' daughters, that kind of thing. I, I mean, that's the dream. No, I'll be um in the call center of my uh, chosen employer. Um, for the next year or so, um, people can call and, and talk to me. Well, they can't call me directly. I'll just be in the bank of calls. But no, I, I really like this job. I like the. It's a very. I almost said the name of it. It's a very. It's a very fun place to work. Um, I really enjoy it. It's a big campus. Lots of art. It's one of the biggest corporate art collections in the world. Okay. And they also have really good food at the cafeteria, which is a bit of a problem. Ooh. Because I try to bring my lunch, and it's like they always have like. My job doesn't even have a vending machine. Oh shit! Like we so. have like they have like vending machines everywhere, which is like, yeah. and they all take a card, which is like that's like you know no no one ever has cash anymore, or I don't at least. So they're yeah. like, oh, I won't use a vending machine because I don't have a card, or I don't have any cash. Yeah. They fucking take cards. They take my phone. I can just mm-hmm. tap it in there. Ugh. Sounds great. Well, I'm happy for you, and I'm sure Thank you. I'm sure both of our listeners that are tuned in are happy for you too. Hi, mom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I no, I called my mom. I called my. It was so. I told you the story, but I um, I have an Alexa at home, and so I can hook it up to my phone whenever I want through Spotify. I scared the crap out of my wife because I called her, and then I uh, played Bobby Roode's theme "Glorious" very loudly in the background. I hear, "Oh shit!" And apparently, <laughs> her and the cats freaked out. And then I went. I called her and told her, and then I went to go play something else. Uh, it was a um. Undisputed Era song, mm-hmm. and it you start with "Shock the System." Well, I forgot to switch back to my phone, so apparently it played over the Alexa and scared her again. So. That's great. I think you should Rick Roller next time. Just never gonna give you up. I God th- damn it, Ben! I have thought about playing, and you, uh, I'll say it anyway. I thought about playing um, "Business Time" by Flight of the Concords. <laughs> just to let her you know before I get home. Sometimes just to let her know you know what's up. There you go. So if Get ready, daddy's coming home kind of thing. It's business time. Oh, jeez Louise. So, uh, yeah. Um, what about you? What, what, what exciting things are in your world at the moment? Uh, I've been bouncing around quite a bit. I, uh, I started my new teaching position. Congratulations. Yes, Thank you, you. you've got a promotion at work. Yes, yes. So I am teaching a film production emphasis course. It's, uh, it's really cool. It's uh, a six-month course. That for my students, I have four of them. All of them are uh, people of color, and half of the class is female. So I'm super excited about that. That is very cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm definitely really happy about it because uh, I had one of my students come to the realization when I asked them. I was like, "What's your what's your favorite genre film? What's you know what's your go to?" And they're like, "Oh, well, I really like romantic comedies." And I was like, "Okay, well, what are what are some of your favorite movies?" And they started naming off nothing but Keanu Reeves action films. And I was like, um. Yeah, I think that your favorite genre of film is actually action films. And they kind of had this epiphany right there. And it like, wasn't like The Lake House? It wasn't The Lake House. It was like Speed and John Wick and like all, like all these like hardcore action flicks, you know? It's like saying like, what's your favorite kind of genre? Disney. What movies do you like? Hellraiser. <laughs> uh, it's like, um, okay, I mean. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's it's pretty cool. They're all currently in script writing process. Uh, oh, nice. They have to write their very first short films. And then we're going to be diving into the world of um, formatting, uh, cinematography, um, things like that. And then they have to figure out how to jump into the casting process and, and location scouting and, and put all that together. So that's one of their many projects they have to do. But do you guys get to like go like with the like you know with them and go scout out locations together? Or uh, that's kind of kind of the plan is like you know the idea is there's some places that the school affords them as a a, a place to to work and all that. Um, but the the scripts are all really really different. Um, there's one it's kind of like a, a, a revenge story of you know dirty cop. There's another that's um, like a drama about a chess player. Um, they're kind of like all over the place in terms of, of storytelling. So I'm intrigued to see what they'll, they'll put together with that. That's really awesome. Yeah, I, I think I, I've been on set with you and you are in the limited time. I've the two times you're really good at explaining things. You really are good at breaking down. Like, you know, and I, I came from no experience. So these, you know, folks have some experience, have some knowledge into it. So I'm sure that that's really awesome. And, and clearly the people that you work, you work for have seen that and, yeah, you moving up in the ranks. Yeah, I'm really excited about it, and yeah, now, now it's getting old hat for you. I mean, you got yeah. the music video under your belt recently, and I mean, I guess porn is really the next frontier. There you go. You need a cool name though. Uh, well, so my my porn name, if you go by like the old first pet, first street. Oh, the, okay. The first very first pet you had, and the very first street you ever lived on, right? Yep. Okay. S- Spongy Hancock. Spongy Hancock. Okay, I can that. That's actually pretty damn good. Yeah, I, I I had a goldfish, named it Spongy. Okay. Lived like three hours. <laughs> I, fe- I, was, I, was I fed that motherfucker to... so much, like. <laughs> I was expecting you to say he lived three hours away. Nope. It was my grandma's pet kind of thing. Like no, it lived three hours. <laughs> Parents got it for me. Just dumped food in there. Ate itself to death. No shit. Was this like a, a pet store goldfish, or was this like something I they wanted so. at a carnival? Like, I. I kind of, I remember it. I think I remember it more from the story that has been has been told about it than actually remember because I was like, I was one or two. It was when my parents were still like my my biological mother and father were still living, were still married. And we were living in Denver, so this was like eighty three, eighty four, mm-hmm. like probably more like eighty four or something like that. So I don't remember it really, or I kind of remember it kind of like a movie, but yeah, apparently they got me. Apparently I came up with the name Spongy because. He was like just pressed up against the glass because I somehow picked the dumbest goldfish. Okay. And so the one was just like, gotcha. spongy. Spongy. And then spongy Hancock. So, I mean, I mean really anything Hancock pretty is, much, yeah. is just going to be like yeah. a, a pretty solid porn name. I can dig it. Yeah, and so you've also been on the road um, with La- um, Labrys, the yes. uh, other short film that I've worked on with you. Yeah, Labrys. Uh, we did... Uh... A screening of Labrys in Rochester for uh, the Anomaly Film Festival. Uh, Death December actually screened there as well. And uh, they both were very well received. Uh, Anomaly Film Festival was their very first year, and those people kick so much ass. Just I can't imagine cool. putting together a film festival. That's got to be... like I've, I've seen a little bit of like the Cleveland Film Festival, what, mm-hmm. how much work goes into that. And obviously that's a much bigger machine that's been running for a while. So getting a film festival up and running, is that's impressive. Yeah, yeah, they were super cool. It's had some amazing programming. Uh, the shorts uh, film block that they had were, were was really well versed. Uh, just flicks from around the world, different genres. You know, everything from romantic comedy to to horror to sci fi. Just everything plugged in. It was really really cool to see. Um, they had some some great films playing as well. I got to see the Russian film uh, Why Don't You Just Die, which is really really good. Like if you're a fan of of kind of those Tarantino style one room epics like that's right up your alley. Got to see um, uh, VFW from Josh Ethier and, and Joe Bagos. Um, that was a lot of fun. It's a lot of like eighties uh, action stars. Um, very reminiscent of Assault on Precinct 13. Yes. Um, that kind of thing. That was a lot of fun as well. Um, got to, to meet some, some friends in real life as well. Some internet pals, uh, Vivian Vaughn, a filmmaker that had a piece in December and Andrew Scott Bell. He's a composer that did a bunch of work on December. They're both super, super cool people. 
um, a lot cool. of fun, and just everybody involved. It was a, it was a hell of a trip, and I would definitely recommend anybody that's in the Rochester area, or even close, or even just around the world. Period. Just go, go. The next the next time it, it pops up again, they they have all the heart and uh, integrity behind it to push it forward and make it a worthwhile trip. That's very cool. So you and I had a meeting uh, last weekend where we talked about kind of ideas for the format of this show because we mm-hmm. want things to have a little more structure because like some of my favorite episodes have been us just rambling incoherently from topic to topic like mm-hmm. a drunken ninja warrior but i think i like that that would be a lot better show i think if I would ninja warrior the if they're like fuck out of that <laughs> you have to finish half this bottle of jack before you can even lace up your shoes like I mean, I can't imagine what the what the uh, the hold harmless clause would, would be for that. Like, oh, and here's the kicker: like as they run along, if they vomit, fall and bleed, whatever, uh, the mess stays there. It's up to the next contestant to run through that as an additional obstacle. Then you really want to be the first person on that course. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, because after a while, it's like, oh, he was doing well, but he slipped on a brain. Yeah, it's oh. kind of like a, you know, if you were doing gangbang porn, like nobody wants to be. Yeah, you want to be first. You don't want to be like, yeah. Like, yeah you don't Nobody want be... wants to be number 499 out of 500. Oh, God. I mean, get right in, apparently. I guess unless you're the 500th. Yeah. And then you just get to take home the gold. <laughs> but like things like that. So we talked about it. And so one of the things that we want to do, and um, we want to give a big shout out to the person who was going to be our guest, um, giving positive vibes to Pineapple. Pineapple, love you. Hope you're doing well. And uh, Pineapple will be a guest on in, in the very near future. Um, so, but we we want to do is we like we talk a lot about things like movies and music and TV and wrestling. Mm-hmm. And so we want to touch on those things each week. And we want to bring in, you know, the whole the name of the podcast, Center of the Universe. We want to talk about things that are kind of in our universe, the the given time, given week that we record these. Yeah. So let's uh, let's start with TV. What like what. If anything on TV, have you been kind of watching, vibing on, and uh, you want to talk about? Well, I uh, like everybody else on this planet. Well, at least half of them, anyway. Uh, got Disney Plus. Fuck yes. Uh, yeah. So I was cruising through, digging through the plus, and um, I mean, in all honesty, um, my girlfriend it was the first time she ever seen Mr. Boogity, so I was really excited for that. Mr. Boogity. Oh, dude! If you haven't seen Mr. Boogity, that's a deep dive. Put that on your list, folks. Put it on it right now. Mr. Boogity. Um, I kind of wish Disney would reenact uh, some of their old old school uh, monster and scary stuff, like Watcher in the Woods and, and, and things like that. Um, I think that that's something that's largely missing from their catalog. Um, I really wish they would do a Disney Plus After Dark, something that's a bit more geared towards adults. Yeah, they're no, there it is, Mr. Boogity. Yeah, they're, like, the only thing is they, they're never going to have any... Of like, I think anything. Pat, I think the like the Avengers stuff is going to be the most risque stuff they have. Yeah, and that, I mean that's well enough because I mean the 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 big thing that I'm diving into right now is uh, the Mandalorian. Yeah. So I just watched episode three. So I'm I have not up. watched episode three yet. It's great. I, I am I am I'm behind on a couple of shows. Yeah. Like, I mean that the first episode you knew there was going to be something big. There was going to mm-hmm. be some hook. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, what's the, what's it going to be? When it's fucking Baby Yoda. Baby fucking Yoda, dude. Like, it, I mean, it, for all intents and purposes, it's it's lone wolf and cub is what it is. It's yeah. you know, uh, you know, you have the the baby card of danger kind of thing. Um, totally there for it. Completely into it. Uh, baby Yoda is obviously a big rip off of uh, of Gizmo. Oh yeah, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, my biggest beef with Mandalorian so far has been that anything that he has said out loud does not need to be said. Like, if you remove that dialogue and keep him the silent character a la Boba Fett, it still makes total sense. Now, I understand that you want to break away from that and the whole, you know, do you ever take your helmet off, that kind of thing. Like, I get that. Um, You know, you kind of want to have your stoic warrior as your hero. I get all that. But, um, I don't know. I kind of think that you have a bit more gravitas when a character that doesn't speak all the time finally does speak it's kind of like a villain is far more evil and threatening to me when they whisper versus them when they shout wait i mean like to bring to wrestling like when jake the snake you know all these villains that were like you know all these heels that were screaming stuff he would whisper and get very deliberate yeah it was terrifying because Mm -hmm. it's yeah it's the ones that are quiet because anyone can scream and shout and be you know maniacal but like when they're nice nice and i'm gonna like that, that time when samoa joe 
uh, had uh, Paul Heyman in the corner. And he's like, I'm about to choke you out. And just know this is Brock Lesnar's fault. And, but it was like really quiet. Yeah. And he wasn't holding the mic. It was just him. Like, but of course the, the mic picked it up. Like that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. And so I, I like it. Do you think we're ever going to see the Mandalorian's face? Do you, like, or do you, do you think we will? And do you want to ever see his face? I think if they if they keep up with it, it's uh, I had tweeted about it. So anybody that's following along with me is that you're basically taking Boba Fett a heel, and you gave him his own show, his own story, uh, the Mandalorian, and then you give him Baby Yoda, and turned him into a face, and they all wear masks, so they're basically luchadors. So that's the luchador story that's coming along. Is eventually. Um, you're probably going to get something where he has to sacrifice himself for the greater good and he's going to become unmasked and that's that's the story then you're going to realize that i don't know you know it's han solo's dad or some nonsense yeah it'll be interesting and i think it was very cool to see Werner herzog in, in the first Werner's episode great right he's uh, so fucking weird and i just like i want him to be the mandalorian like, it was such a like it was it, it's so well done uh, I mean, it's just, it was, for the first Star Wars show, mm-hmm. I think it, it was, it's very well done. I really do like, and again, I, I love that there are so many points where there's just nothing set, because the, the filmmaking has been so good that you don't need to say anything. Yeah. So, I, yeah, The Mandalorian was, was lived up to the hype. I love that they uh, basically made an alien that looks identical to Nick Nolte now, and people were just totally into it. I have spoken. I fucking love that. <laughs> I love that that's his thing. I have spoken. Like, it's so good. Yeah. Uh, and, like, the fucking um, the, the weird mouth creature thing that they ride, that he has to fucking tame it. Oh, yeah. it's so good. It's like a tadpole. Giant tadpole. Really is. It's terrifying, but it, like... But, no, that's a great... So, that, yeah. that show has been... I, I've, also, I've also been uh, loving the Plus, um, watching, like, Tailspin oh, yeah. and DuckTales. Mm-hmm. DuckTales is my... Like, I... At any point, like like one of the things, if I'm feeling sad, uh, I listen to the DuckTales theme because it okay. just makes me happy. Uh, but the show that I've really been focusing on has been Watchmen. Oh, okay, so yeah, I still got to dig into it. Oh, so good. Ooh. So Watchmen on HBO is a direct sequel to the comic book, not the movie. If you've not read the comic book, you're going to be lost. I have I have friends that are like, oh, I've never read the comic book. I'm really enjoying the show. I'm like, how the fuck do you know what's going on? Yeah, because there are so many, like yes, like I, I I do enjoy Marvel movies that, you know, you can go into it and not have ever seen anything about this character and understand it. But if you are a fan, you get a lot of references and Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. This I don't. There's not really that. Like a lot of it is tied directly to the comic book, and so I, I which I applaud. Like David Lindelof is the creator uh, of this, and I'm sh- he's clearly a fan of the source material, and I think this is the best most respect and Alan Moore property has been given. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I'm outside of like the, the, the Swamp Thing movies were, were pretty, were pretty good. And even though he didn't really create Swamp Thing, but he did a really good run on it. But I mean, obviously like the League of Shoring Gentlemen was t- trash. Yeah. The Watchmen movie wasn't as bad as people thought it was, but it was still wasn't great. Yeah. That probably should have been a serialized yeah, I, I think so this has been really good. I think everyone, I mean, Jeremy, Jeremy Irons as, it's not really a spoiler because you, you figure out who he is right away, as Adrian Veet or mm-hmm. Ozymandias is awesome. Um, it's just really, really good show. And I I am so excited to see where it, where it's going, what, what's happening. And it's do, done so well. HBO, you know, people think, you know, love or hate them. Like, the budget they have, they're able to make these shows really, really good. Yeah. And so I'm I, I'm super hyped on this. I, I've been trying to get into His Dark Material that just started because I um, it's based on a book series that my wife loves. And we watched episode one, and she wasn't really vibing on it, so I haven't gone back to it. Um, all I know is there are polar bears with armor and Lynn Manuel Miranda. So like, I'm oh, gonna, yeah, I'll yeah. go back and check in at yeah, some point. I remember the trailer because it was kind of like, what do we watch after Game of Thrones now? Yeah, yeah. And I think, I mean, I don't think that Watchmen is going to fill that gap because it's very niche. Yeah. But I think that they have a lot on on the plate. Yeah. But now Watchmen, but say Amanda, right now, there's so much. 
And that's the, the, the bad thing about all the streaming services. There's so much to watch. True. That if you miss it, you like basically you miss a week of this week. I've been kind of dead to the world. I'm behind on so many things. Like I'm behind on The Mandalorian. I'm behind on Watchmen. I still have to finish Leonard Kenny. Like all this stuff. Like <laughs> I'm like, and I fucking have a full time job, and like would like to. I I got a copy of uh, the new Star Wars game, Fallen Order. Okay. And it's really fucking good, and okay. I want to play that. And like, I get home at like six thirty at night, so I'm like, well, I want to go to bed around ten thirty eleven. My time is. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me sad. It makes me sad that I, I don't want to stay up till 2 o'clock playing a video game. True. Because I'm an adult. Yeah. Um, so, movies. Well, I was going to say, the the other things I wanted to shout out oh, yeah. were uh, Creepshow on Shudder. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I've heard, uh, I, I've seen things about it. I haven't seen it yet. It, it's fun. There's, um, it's definitely, if you miss, like, old school Tales from the Crypt, it very much has that vibe. Love it. I think it's still finding its voice. I think that it's it's, with, it's relatively new, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but they already renewed it for season two, so I'm, I'm curious of who they're going to bring on board to kind of tell those stories. Um, so it's it's definitely worth it. I mean, if you have Shutter, it's a reason to you know dive into there and, and check it out more. If it's a reason that you're looking to subscribe, Shutter is well worth it as it is. Um, and then the other thing is uh, uh, Dragula just got added to Netflix, nice. so you can see season two and three on there, I believe. Um, if you're unfamiliar with that, it's uh, basically if you took RuPaul's Drag Race and Sci-Fi Channel's Face Off and then smashed them together, that's pretty much what it is. Um, a lot of fun, a lot of talent, some really, really cool things those folks are doing. So that's that's pretty much in terms of television what I've been watching. Uh, Movie-wise, but to segue into that, um, I've been falling down the rabbit hole of a lot of... Um, Vinegar Syndrome titles that I've owned and have been meaning to watch. Can you? I think we talked about this in uh, the previous podcast, uh, Center Stage. But let's talk about Vinegar Syndrome because they, like, you obviously have a very close relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Friend of the podcast, uh, Wes. Yeah. Alan has a huge uh, relationship with them. So yeah, uh, Vinegar Syndrome is a company that basically got their start doing um, film restoration, and they would do kind of like. 2K and 4K scans of like old John Holmes movies and like all this forgotten golden era uh, cinema of of adult movies and that kind of thing. And then they've recently been doing more and more acquisitions of documentaries and horror films and offbeat comedies and things like that. And they give it this loving treatment of great interviews with the filmmakers, cover art, the whole nine. And um, they've got some really exciting titles that they've recently released um they just did blu-ray restorations of the amityville sequels they've got nice. tammy and the t-rex coming out um we're getting closer and closer to black friday that's their huge sale that they do um definitely want to jump on that um it's a lot of really fun titles you can never go wrong with just doing a blind buy um but you know at me being me, I have quite a stack of their flicks that I did just that. I blind buy, and then I'm like, okay, time to time to go through a lot of these. Um, some favorites recently were uh, Nurse Sherry, which is fantastic. Um, Wacko, which is really great. Um, Memories of Miss Aggie, which is fucking bonkers. Um, it's a lot of a lot of really good stuff. Um, you know. And, a lot of times you're going to find some stinkers in there too, but you have to realize like it's not for everybody's taste. So support them. They're good folks. You can find them pretty much at any horror convention. Um, Shockstock, uh, Days of the Dead, um, Cinema Wasteland especially. Yeah, and that's where I first got introduced to them because uh, it was last year in April, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I went to my first Cinema Wasteland. Wes was working the convention with them because he's yeah. you know, been you know, really tough. He's their booth them. babe. Good old Wes Allen. I mean, if he's he's hotter than any other booth babe I've seen. Like, there you go. He needs some eye candy. That's who you call. He, I mean, that beard. I mean, he's just, you know, he's one hot dad. He's one hot dad. <laughs> uh, so, he, I mean, definitely check them out. Mine, so tonight. Well, what did you end up getting from them? I forget. Uh, I had to go. I'll have to look that up. I'll tweet that out. Because, like, I got a stack. And, like, I actually still have to. I definitely, uh, I supported the Night of the, was it Night of the Hornet? Or. Okay. Uh. The Hornet Sting? Yeah, Hornet Sting. I, I supported their um, Kickstarter. Yeah, and the, so, so that's Dustin Wade Mills. Yes, that's and so I got. I have both. I have both. Uh, one and two. Okay. Um, I want. I think I'm two, actually in part two for anybody that wants to check that out. 
I think so. It was part one. Part one is. Hmm, so I, I've seen. I, I've seen. I, I've watched one of them, and it was like with the two women. Yes, that's the first one. First one. So I've seen that one. It's. It. I mean, it's it's two people. It's two people, and it's psychological, and like it definitely it's. It, there, it's hard to watch in that like there are definitely some scenes of, of you know graphic violence, but it, it's so well done. And I think any movie that has just two people, like you don't have anyone else to rely on, and if they don't have chemistry, then it's shot. Yeah. And you know the, the two actresses have clearly had chemistry. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because like one of the actresses spends most the, most of the movie naked, completely naked, but very vulnerable. But also, like, there's a lot of strength, and and it's just it's such a well done movie. Yeah, it's a little, it's a, definitely an out there cerebral art house horror flick. Yes, like you have to be like if you're not comfortable with any kind of like body stuff or like nudity, or, like this is not the movie for you. But like, it's definitely a, it's a really good movie. Yeah, um, not a first date movie unless. No, I mean, well, it's a good barometer of where things are gonna go. <laughs> Like, if you pop that in and, like, the other person doesn't run away, then, yeah. you know, there's going to be some interesting conversations. Um, but, no, I, I, I do know at some point I have a, a movie um, on my shelf I had to watch. It's about a killer leaf, a killer leaf blower. Oh. Or a guy who kills with a leaf blower. Leaf, is that Leaf Blower Massacre? I believe so. Okay. So, I, maybe, you know what, maybe at, at some point you and I will watch this this masterpiece. Please. And we'll, we'll review it and... We should live tweet that. See if they can get anyone else besides us to watch it with us. It would be fucking amazing. I would love that <laughs> shit. Um, so tonight for uh, a little bit of a trend, like when I've got like new positions or like things that happen with work, they've lined up with Disney movie releases. So when I got a job a couple years ago, I saw Moana. Tonight we're gonna go see Frozen Two. There you go. I've I've, I've thought about going to see Knives Out. I've heard great things. I really My want to see. Loved it. I really, really want to see that, but the, the, the it was sold out. Of the the one the showing that we wanted to go to. There's like a preview tonight. Yeah. It releases on Wednesday. Yeah. Which I'd go see it Wednesday, but that's my wife's birthday, and she doesn't want to see it on her birthday. I was like, fair enough. What are you doing for the birthday? Um. Well, she won't listen to this. It'll be out afterwards. Um. I got her, one. I got her. So, <laughs> I'm gonna pause you there. She won't listen to this. She doesn't listen to my podcast. I like it's like that's not a bad thing. It's just like <laughs> she doesn't listen to podcasts really, and like I think she thinks that most of my podcasts is, are, are just all wrestling talk, mm-hmm. which I tell her they're not. But like, again, yeah, like and I'll make sure that this doesn't get released until after. Um, so she loves penguins, mm-hmm. and so there is a website called PenguinGiftShop.com. Okay. That's really my go-to for any gift situation. Uh, so I got her a Christmas-themed penguin okay, and penguin slippers. And then I'm getting her a are nice... Made, are they made of real penguins? Yes. Um, mur- they, they murdered them themselves. Um, they, they send me the meat for jerky. Really, it's I'm, really, You know what? It's be, low carb. To be honest, I am a little curious about what penguin would taste like. There was a because um, they're birds. Like, would yeah. it taste like chicken? There's a comedian who was like, there are some, uh, there, there are some animals we're never going to know what they taste like. Like cheetah could taste like you know chocolate crack. We never know. Yeah, penguins. I think is one of those things where it could be the most delicious thing. But what, maybe that's what happened to the dodos. Man, can you imagine? They were just too delicious to. Well, I mean, like let live. That's I think it's exactly what happened. I think if we go back and look at it, they were like they, they tasted like a Thanksgiving turkey with all the the fixings <laughs> raw. Um, so yeah, I got her some uh, slippers and uh, then I'm also gonna get her a, a nice hoodie. She's been wanting a hoodie, and then for the big like because we like to do like you know some physical stuff um, gifts, but also experiences. We're gonna uh, last year I took her to and all of her, her brothers and their partners to a Cavs game. And I got really good seats. This year we're gonna go to a monsters game. Oh, okay. And, like, <clears throat> and on Fridays they have like <coughs> that'll be fun to edit. Um, it'll be a th- like they do one, two, three, so like a dollar Pepsi, two dollar hot dogs, three dollar beer. Oh, okay. So and we're gonna get like, good seats because like they're monsters games, like ten dollars tickets. Yeah. Down to the queue, so we'll do that after Christmas. So it'll be it'll be nice, and then you know. She always, we always do something on the, that Saturday because that's the Ohio State Michigan game, mm-hmm. and she went to Ohio State and and she loves Ohio State and um, I hate Michigan, love the state, hate the city, the, the school because I'm a big Michigan State guy. 
Gotcha. So uh, we we get to watch and they'll probably you know beat Michigan's brains in. So, but tonight we're gonna go see Frozen Two, and I'm super excited. I so Frozen when it first came out. Frozen Two, Electric Boogaloo. They're saving the rec center, y'all. It's gonna be great. That fucking little snowman. Like the, the first movie when it came out, like the marketing was just Olaf the snowman, and I'm like, this is gonna be a fucking stupid movie, like some dumbass snowman. Mm. And then the first trailer came out. I'm like, oh. It's a musical. I'm down. Because, like, Disney, for a long time, didn't make musicals. They were just making, like, they, they... They got away from what made them the billions that they have. Yeah. And so, I was, like, when we saw it, I loved it. I thought it was great. I mean, when you have Adina Mazel, you know, singing songs, like, mm-hmm. that's just going to be amazing. And, like, Josh Gad. I think now, um... Oh, the guy, the guy who played uh, King George in Hamilton is, is in this one. And, um... No, it looks really good. So I, I love a good Disney movie. We're going to a nine ten showing because we want to avoid all the children. Oh, you're gonna have kids. Oh yeah, I mean, like you're probably gonna have more kids there than if you would have went like noon. Oh no, they, <clears throat> totally. Like, but like we feel very self conscious of being like the childless thirty year old, thirty plus year olds. Mm-hmm. But also, I don't want the little bastards like ruining the experience for me. Movies. That's, that's the, <coughs> it, it, I understand that sentiment, but I'm one of those people that, like, I went, I was trying to get friends to go see episode one when it first hit with me. And everybody was like, ah, oh, fuck Star Wars, fuck all this other nonsense. Um, and I was like, it's Star Wars. There's a new one. And uh, so I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go see it by myself. None of y'all want to go. I'm going to go by myself. I went, I sat in a row, and it was just, like, me and, like, 13 other, like, 10-year-olds. And I was just like, one, felt like the super creep lord that I was. Just like, which kid is yours? None of them, bud. (laughs) That kind of thing. But at the same time, their eyes were just so full of wonder. We all cheered at the same time. I mean, like, I I like going to, like, Marvel movies on opening night and the experience. Like, there's a video I posted on my Facebook a while back that was, like, it was, the like, the footage of, like, when Captain America picks up the hammer and all that stuff. But it was, someone had recorded the live reaction of the, like, the opening night crowd. Mm-hmm. I love that. Like, I love going to the, so, so I, I make the joke of, like, the kids. But, like, obviously, like, this is the children's movie and, like, seeing kids, like, laughing and stuff. But I just, I get a little bit snobbish and, like, I actually want to enjoy the movie as well. But, like, it's one thing, like, when you want to clap and cheer at the appropriate moments. But then when you have kids that are, like, get, like, some people bring children to movies that are one, they're way too young for it, mm-hmm. or the kid can't handle sitting there for like an hour, half, two hours. Yeah. And I get it; like some kids are just I, not built for that. I saw Django, uh, Django and Chain with um, a ten-year-old in an audience, and it was Jesus awful. Christ! Yeah, that's a oof. I mean, length alone. Yeah, but content secondary. <laughs> I have definitely seen movies that were with like small children, like like parents have like their kids slung over their shoulder. And it's a loud, like, explosion murder fest. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I, I don't I, I don't want to judge you. I'm not a parent. But also, you're a horrible parent. And what the fuck? Like, yeah. And I, I say this for, for parents. Take take your family to the drive-in. Like, one, your drive-in needs your dollars. Yep. Two, if you're a, a new mother, new father, whatever. Like, it's one place that you can comfortably feed your kid while you enjoy a night away from home, because God forbid you get outside of those four walls within the first yeah. two years of their lives. Um, I think, like, there should be... So, like, one thing I thought would be genius is you get, like, a huge warehouse. And there's there's always a ton of those in industrial cities. In the winter, you use those for drive-ins. Mm-hmm. Because, like, drive-ins in the summer are great. Like, even though there's one in the area, I have yet to be, to go, because I always find, like, find a way not to go. But I love drive-ins. Like, one of my favorite memories of my family unit, when it was my mom, my biological father, my sister and I, was going to see Superman 5. Okay. Uh, with Nuclear Man. Mm-hmm. Or was it 4 or 5? <laughs> whatever, whatever number that was was terrible. But I remember going to the drive-in and loving the drive-in. And I think it's such a good thing. Like, the fact that you can bring in your own food. And, like, if the kids want to fall asleep, they're, you're in your own fucking car. Like, they, yeah. can, they can pass out. Show up in your pajamas already, that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, uh, it's actually, like, double features. Like, the, the one around here does double features. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that I really wanted to do is, like, on Tuesdays, they have Retro Tuesday. Yeah. And they show, you know, like, movies from the 80s and 90s that are just, like, fucking the best. Yeah. They do really good pairings and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah so shout out to uh, Autorama. 
so in North Ridgeville, Ohio. If you're lucky enough to have a drive-in movie theater around you, don't do it like what I've done. Actually, go support them, because the only way that they're going to stay around is if they are supported. Because I love I love all the updates that theaters have now, like the recliners and stuff. And I know our, one of our local papers here, the Cleveland Scene, one of the reporters, Sam Allard, has a a war against recliners and all the the newfangled things that cinemas are doing. I fucking love it because one, I get anxiety if I don't get to pick my seat. Mm-hmm. I want to get there like three hours early. Also, like, I need to be back far enough because the way my eyes work. If I don't, if I'm not, I get really bad motion sickness. Also, like I just like putting my feet up. I like being comfortable. I'm a creature of comfort. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if you're going to charge me like sixteen dollars a ticket too. Like... Yeah, I mean, like there are some movies that I think are you know it, it was it was very cool seeing Powerbomb like in an old more traditional theater mm-hmm. like that was something cool i'm glad there are theaters like the cedar lee here in cleveland mm-hmm. and the capitol theater that are the more historic-esque type of theaters i think that's great and i think they always have a place but if i'm going to see fucking frozen 2 like i want to put my feet up i want to have like yeah, my snacks yeah like now they have like you can get like artisanal like flatbread pizzas yeah yeah it's getting i mean they're definitely making it as enticing as they can to get you away from your streaming services. Yeah, it's like, like, like you know, don't Netflix and chill, you know, spend yeah. $12 for this. Yeah. Like, and spend $8 on a beer or, you know, a bucket of soda. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's about getting out and, and mixing it up. Because, I mean, that's the thing is, like, studios are only going to make the movies that they know they can get a return on their dollar for. And mm-hmm. that's why you're still seeing all these big, uh, you know, tentpole comic book movies and things like that or remakes and reboots because that's what they know people are going to show up for like nothing original is really getting pushed that hard just because it, it, it's harder to get people to come out for yeah. unless you have star power which is you know here or there i mean look at the cast of knives out yeah i know like they loaded that thing yeah like one of the the least talked about actors in that movie is christopher Plummer. yeah and he's fucking christopher Plummer. right and but yeah, like like and like one of the I think I don't know how big his role is, but like Chris Evans has been all over the marketing for that mm-hmm. because yeah, he just got out of Endgame, so he, even he could have like a five minute part in that movie. Yeah, it's smart to put him on the poster, yeah. front and center. Oh look, it's Captain America. Yeah, I'm intrigued by what he wants to do next because I think he's gonna start doing some super weird shit just to be like, fuck all y'all. Well, and I think it's so I'm funny. I'm not Robert like, Patterson. <laughs> before Captain America, I think a lot of people, myself included, wrote him off as, oh, he's one of those teen actors who see within all those mm-hmm. movies. And st- but, and say what you will, I think he showed a lot of emotional range and like his acting ability in those movies. Because he took a, a character who could have been very cardboard, cut out, like, you know, white meat baby face, and he gave him depth. Mm-hmm. He gave him emotional range. And, like, I connected with him. Not just, you know, because I love Captain America, but, like, the character he played. But also, he has a blank check to do whatever the fuck he wants now. Like, he's clearly made all the goddamn money he's ever going to need and want. So he can do weird shit. So I want to see him, like, pop up in weird indie films and, like, go to, like, you know, like, you know, Berkeley and be like, I want to be in your fucking, you know, student film. And that would be just fucking weird so i i I, i'm interested i'm interested to see what he does because if someone like robert Downey jr who is now doing the the dr doodle remake yeah like that's the thing is like he has more money than he knows what to do with same with like johnny depp you know it's like why you guys have all this disney money get weird like where's dead man walking to where's you know what i mean where's like take some risks because like like okay like movie bombs you were fucking endgame like it's still making money yeah Absolutely. You're like you're gonna be on like they're they're gonna be part of the Disney Plus shows and some like at least their voices like it's not like oh, yeah. that money train is going anywhere anytime soon. True. Robert Downey Jr. like he negotiated in his contract at the beginning that he gets paid in perpetuity for like all this all the you know all the shows and all everything that to do with Iron Man. So like his children's children's children are set for cash. Yeah. So like, if he wants to like you know maybe he had some kind of obligation or whatever or maybe he really loved Doctor Doolittle. I, I don't know why anyone like it's okay at least it's not a remake of the Eddie Murphy version. Maybe they just fooled him and thought that he was doing Sherlock Holmes three. It's like oh, so Moriarty is going to show up with a giraffe. Okay, John Cena is in the new Do- Doctor Doolittle. He I don't know what animal he plays, but he plays he voices an animal. Oh, he's a voice. 
He is a voice. Because you can't see him. Seamless transition. So this weekend is Survivor Series. Tonight is NXT War Game. That's right. Jeez. War Games. Or is, yeah, that's Time his, is flying by. It is. Uh, we're, we'll be at TLC before you... No, who cares? Uh, <laughs> but so, to, like, what have you th- uh, thought about this whole NXT invasion of the main roster? The main roster. I mean, I, th- I think, one, it's the best they could do out of that Saudi Arabia debacle. <laughs> And I, I think that that was the smartest thing they could have done. Yeah. Was you're not getting the, the main roster talent that you front-loaded before with with everybody. Because they called so many people up. like, And got they got so lost in the shuffle. Like, we're only just now seeing Nakamura back in action kind of thing. Like It was so weird. It where's was, Bobby Roode? It was weird seeing Nakamura back at NXT this past week. You're like, oh, buddy. You should be here still. Mm-hmm. Seeing the Street Profits... Be all pr- prideful for being on Raw. You've had like one match on Raw. You were like the talking heads for months. Mm-hmm. You were the NXT Tag Champion last month. Yep. Why are you fighting for Raw? <laughs> like, yeah. other than like you were given this T-shirt and told to wear it. Like, what? What's your motivation, man? Right. Like, um. But yeah, like I, I liked it. Like, I think it started off real hot. That that first SmackDown where they had no choice but to feature was hot. Like yeah. Shayna Baszler coming out, Tommaso Ciampa, like it, it, it was great. Obviously, the undisputed era has looked the best out of anyone. I mean, well, True. maybe like them and Shayna have, have been really hot. Like, uh, like last night on SmackDown, they, it was the undisputed era versus Heavy Machinery and the New Day. Mm-hmm. And the, here's my opinion: I think that WWE, in terms of the Raw SmackDown roster and how they view nxt they've always looked down their nose at nxt like that's their developmental they might not call it developmental but that's exactly what it is um so that when they did that invasion and their nxt people were getting a bigger pop than main roster people that tells you something well also like the main the nxt guys women haven't been tainted by the main roster like no, none of them are going through the lana bob or bobby lashley oh lana. my god dude that is some of the worst stuff since the attitude era wait when when she comes out and says i have a restraining order against Rissa that he can't come in within 90 miles of me what i mean 90 days of me. what the fuck does that even mean yeah or you can't come in 90 days it's just like yeah, I it, don't. It, it's awful. But like the the great thing was like that lineup that you saw of uh, Ray Ripley and Candice and like all of them standing together. I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that's a team I'm going to hang a hat on. Well, it looks like the the NXT Women's Survivor Series team is going to be Rhea Ripley, uh, Candice LeRae, Mia Yim, uh, Tegan Knox, and Tony Storm. Yeah, and they look great. And that's, the bring... other thing too is their t shirts too. Yeah, their t the NXT t shirts are are finally getting better. Like, when they did that first drop, I was like, yeah, that's not NXT t-shirts. That's Vince just saying, what do we got in clip I mean, one of those t-shirts caused a a bit of a kerfuffle. Oh, (laughs) jeez. I mean, by kerfuffle, I mean it was super racist and made ACH go nuclear on the entire company. Yeah, and here's the thing. He was right. Yeah, oh no. Like, anyone that that defends that shirt, you, you have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Or your name's Jim Cornette. Oh, Jesus Christ. Dude, I cannot wait for the day when wrestling forgets about Jim Cornette. Well, I mean, Jim Cornette, but now I can actually enjoy watching Power and watch maybe Off Mute. Yeah. We've got two more shows in the can, which you better believe they're going through with a fine-tooth comb. And, you know, fucking fuck Dave Lagana for going on his horse and be like, oh, one of our, our talents. Like, this show's been in the can for months. And you act surprised that people had a, had a problem with it. Like, I'm sorry, if it was live, that's all on Cornette. It wasn't live. 90% was on Cornette. The rest of it is on it, the NWA for not, mm-hmm. for not fixing it. But, so, yeah, the t-shirts are, are looking great. Last night, you, you did have the weird um, of DX. Yeah, yeah, that was odd. Like, especially with, with uh, their entrance. Yeah. Like, again, like, it's, wow, Triple H is making it about himself. Him and... You know, Sean and I forgot Road Dog worked there. I thought maybe he had gone over to AEW at this point. Like, you know, they're leading all these young guns. No one wants to see them. Like, the pop that Keith Lee got 
when I don't know who it was that he power bombed. I think maybe it was one of the street prophets or whatever. Spear bombed the fuck out of him. Yeah. People were going nuts. Yeah. But, like when look, he, and he's been on the shelf for 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 what for what reason? Yeah. Why like, is he not like one of the guys you should be pushing through to be the guy that takes on Rusev to make yeah Rusev credible again? Like or. Uh, and like, like Keith Lee is just someone that like you want to watch. Like he's such, like he's so good. Uh, you know, tonight you have Keith, uh, Matt Riddle versus Finn Balor, mm-hmm. and that's going to be probably the best match that Finn Balor's had in the company in years. Like this new, like new old Finn Balor going back to Prince Devitt is fantastic. Yeah. Um, get well, Giant Gargano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, it's. It does feel. It's not a takeover without Mr. Takeover. This is the first one he's missed since 2016. Jeez. He tweeted that out. Like He had a streak going. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reports are that the injury is a little more serious than it's been, being Jeez. led on to. So, How many of his takeover matches were five stars? All of a, them? A, a bunch I want to say all of them. A, 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 at least four. At least four stars and above. Like He had a streak of... Like there was the Andrade match, banger. I know that that was five. Yeah, That's that was a five a, that was a five star. Then the Champa match. Yeah, I want to say that was maybe five again. Maybe yeah. that was five. Yeah, I mean, like he just, I and I he's but before he got to WWE, NXT, like he was on the Indies for a while, and he hurt his body. Like he messed up his like a lot of the indie guys. So hopefully, is it just a, is it like a weird curse that only. He or Champa could be working in the company at the at the same time. It's never I, both of them at the same time. I mean, it is, but like you hope that one day, on the main roster, on WrestleMania, we get the blow off. Mm-hmm. We finally get to see these two. Oh, just dude, that murder each other. That would be fantastic. But you know, if Vince has any say, that's going to be like the pre pre show. Yeah, that'll be like like literally before they let anyone in. We'll film it for tout. Is Tout still a thing? This is for all the people still parking. But so, like that is gonna be good. The War Games matches are, are gonna be. I mean, I love the fact that Undisputed Era has always been in every single War Games. Yeah. Um, who do you think? So right now it's Undisputed Era versus Team Champa, which is Champa, Don Donovic Dijakovic, and Keith Lee. Who do you think the fourth man is? Who's the fourth man? Because the rumors I mean, are it's either going to be Kevin Owens mm-hmm. or possibly a debuting, re-debuting John Morrison slash Johnny NXT slash whatever he wants to go with. I would I would be into that. I, th- I think I'd be... I mean, Morrison would be great in that company just to kind of give him something to do. He's always been great. He's always fun to watch. I mean, he's, you know, the renegade of wrestling kind of thing. Um, and by that, I mean the... Mario Lamas. <laughs> TV, TV oh show. my god. That is a deep cut. <laughs> what what streaming service is gonna carry that show? <laughs> Give me a streaming service full of the old syndicated shows that used to come on at two AM. Mm-hmm. Thunder Paradise. Like VIP. You remember VIP oh. with Anderson? <laughs> oh god. They all had huge tits. Yes. I remember watching that. And not caring what was going on because the boobs were massive. Very, very true. There was the weird X Men ripoff too. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Oh my. What was God. it? It was like something generation was generation. No, not generation X. That'd be that makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But uh, I would say. I think that I think that mystery spot would be a great opportunity to help rebrand somebody. Mm-hmm. Um. Like if EC three popped up. Ooh, I like that. Like I'd, I'd be into that. You know what I mean? And like, here's my my presence. Let it be known, kind of thing. And like, actually give him the push he probably deserved. Um, I think that that would be a great spot too for uh, you really want to surprise some people. Have a woman in it. Well, one there has been this little weird rumor that's been floating around that t- it'll be Dakota Kai that because would... she didn't get picked for the female war games. Mm-hmm. I would fuck, I'm like, they'll never do it, but it'd be so fucking amazing. Dude, Dakota Kai and Keith Lee as fucking B- B- Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome Master Blaster style, all for it. All I, fucking. Oh, good. no. I am. I, I love Dakota Kai. I, I think she Imagine would be amazing. her doing, like, climbs Keith Lee's shoulders and then does a move off the top of him. Oh, my God. 
or like he picks her up and uses her like, as a right? weapon. Yeah, dude, come on. That is that's like Like he grabs her arms and then flings her around so she can kick people. Yeah. Oh that that's like a thing you turn into a signature move for uh WWE two K whatever the yeah, fuck. Yeah, Mick you wanna you you wanna like do a Mia Copa how bad that game got released? You make that possible. Yeah. Like fuck now I wanna go they're both in the game. Fuck. Now I'm going to go make them a mixed match challenge and they're going to win all the titles. Right. So, but I I mean, you know, Undisputed's going over. Yeah. No, no. I I think, like, Undisputed has to go over. You want to keep them strong. Uh, Right now, NXT, like, I I think it'll probably be Kevin Owens. I think, like, he's doing nothing on the main roster. And, like, the biggest thing in the world is they have all these talent that are unhappy. You have all these people that want releases. Luke Harper, Oni Lorcan. Oni Lorcan has changed his name back to Biff Busick. Mm hmm. He's, it was weird seeing the the Steen shirts on power on uh pro wrestling tees. Yeah, like I was just like, oh yeah, zoo enthusiast. Okay, <laughs> like I, so like but like send like Owens back to like full sale and like he'll, he'll be happier. His family lives in Florida. Absolutely, he's, he's a big family guy. And like you have you have these guys that can work and like send him over to like fucking NXT UK if you want to. Absolutely, he would tear it up. He would be the heel of the century going over there, just calling them limey bastards and yeah. Oh, no, Complaining I mean, about like, the food. Like, or like him and Walter having matches. Oh. <laughs> Dude, that would be, like, it, you could do so much with that. Just be like, British pub brawl. Like, what is that even? I'm I don't like, care. I'm tuning in. Like, Chris Hero has, has been having great matches. Like, him and, uh, Chris Hero and Tyler Bate had a match on NXT UK, like, I think last week or the week before. It was like 25 minutes, and it was great. Mm-hmm. Like, NXT UK is tucked away even more so than 205 Live on the network. But it's great. It's yeah. absolutely great. Um, but no, it, it, it's a well, gr- I guess I pose this to you then. With NXT TakeOver, do you think that there's a possibility that um, Undisputed doesn't go over? And then that's their call-up to main roster. Maybe. I just, I worry about the about Undisputed Era on the main roster. I worry because right now, there is no tag division outside of the Undisputed Era in, in NXT. Mm-hmm. Which is real sad. Because like... What's the name of the teams? Undisputed Era, the Forgotten Sons, who I really wish they were forgotten because they're fucking terrible. They should be going up to the main roster because they they have Vince written all over them. That's it. That like like Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, but Oni's trying to get out of there like with everything mm-hmm. in his power. I mean, I guess you could bring Mustache Mountain over. Okay, I'd be into that. Um, I mean, like Revival had a banger of a match with Undisputed Era on NXT this past week. Yeah, but they're so up and down, though. Yeah, well, I mean, they want to get out of it real bad. Roderick, I just, I worry that, like, as well as they've been shown on TV, they're all small guys. And yeah. Vince isn't going to like it. Like, so you, uh, I don't know. I, I worry about them all. Yeah, you forget Especially about that. Especially, like, like Kyle. Like, Kyle's the smallest of them all. Like, how long until he's on 205 Live? True. Like, or they're, or they'll put someone with them. They'll like, okay, well, you guys got to have Bobby Lashley in the group. Yeah. And he's now like, so. But the thing too is like, even with 205, like I thought that they, that the right idea that they did was putting Enzo in 205. And what happened was all that shit went down with Enzo being the garbage fire that he is. Um, and then that blew up the, the entrance way for anyone else to come through. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, a, a, a thing to revisit that would be great to... Because 205 should be a lot more popular than it is. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that that's a way that you can start filtering some of that NXT talent as well. Of like, hey, you know, not everyone's going up to the main roster, but here's another avenue for you to pursue. Especially with, you know, other people that you want to bring in. Like... Well, like, like I, I do like how they've incorporated NXT, uh, the Cruiserweight title into NXT. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I think, even though the, the, that company has so many t- belts, like a Cruiserweight tag team belt, like have, because they only have one title on that show. I kind of wonder if that's how long that show is going to be around, cause, because you have Leo Rush is like is on NXT a lot now. Mm-hmm. And so it just seems like right now, 205 Live Every now and then it gets taped down at full sale or it gets taped after SmackDown. I don't know. I, I just, they have so many talent that like they've been not letting people go when they want out. You have enough talent. Let them out. Yeah. You have so many people under contract. Like 
why are you spending money just to like have someone sit at home? Yeah, that absolutely. makes no sense. Or Luke pay Harper, some of the other people more of what they deserve. Like, yeah. There's no reason the Canaleses need that nest egg outside of taking care of their Bambino to be. Yeah. So like let, let like you know let Lorcan go, let Luke Harper go. Okay. Well, like, I think I was listening to uh, Cultaholic, and they had the idea of. Like they might restructure contracts. Like, okay, we'll release you, but you can't go to one of our "quote unquote" competition for the length of what you're you've left on your contract. Okay, I, that makes sense. That I mean, like it it would suck. Like especially like someone like I think who was it? Was it Oni Lorcan has like three three years left on his deal, mm-hmm. so he wouldn't be able. to... But like he's a guy that I I could see not having any issue with working just independence. Yeah. Like. Like him going to like Beyond Wrestling mm-hmm. or yeah, fuck AIW. Like, yeah. Or I mean, A-A-W. there's money to be made in the, the indie scene. Because, I mean, right now every, you have such a vacuum of everybody that got signed and, and called up. And it's now it's like a lot of places just have their students yeah. versus, you know, whoever's still willing to travel kind of thing versus you know, name draw stars and, or, or just the bigger yeah. names of like the biggest names in like truly independent wrestling right now. Guys like Warhorse, mm-hmm. Dan Housen is really picking up. Mm-hmm. Alley cat is mm-hmm. still a name out there. Effie, Effie, Effie's Effie, I think is the next big name to get signed somewhere. I think, I think, I think people are scared of Effie. And what Effie represents. Well, Effie also doesn't give a fuck. That's true. Effie's, That's why like, Effie says whatever the Effie. fuck he wants. Effie's big gay brunch oh. wrestling banger, like that, like as a, like as a shot across the bow to like the wrestling world, like fuck you and all of your ideas of like wrestling's forever and wrestling's for everyone and all this other stuff. It's like no, no, no. I'm gonna do a show and this is what it's gonna be. And it's like you know that match he had with uh, Nick Gage. We got opened up, like, the stuff he's done with Jamie Senegal. Um, I mean, like, even the stuff, like, like he has, like, I love that he has the tag team with Dan Housen. Yes. What is it? It's a satanic gay panic, or, like, gay panic, uh, like... Yeah, it's, it's uh, yeah, I want to say it's, like, yeah, it's some satanic, yeah. Yeah, satanic gay panic or something like that, but, like, I mean, like, he yeah. just, I, yeah. Even the stuff with Greg Iron, Little oh, Daddy. Yeah. Holy sh! The first time I saw Little Daddy, like Daddy, I fucking lost my shit. He is someone that I, I definitely want to see live. Mm-hmm. Um, so, let's talk about the last part of the, of the kind of the last uh, part of this show is we're going to talk about one thing that we want everyone to kind of get up on for this this week, and also what has been the center of your universe. They can be the same thing, they can be different things. So I'll go first. So. The thing I want everyone to get up on is every morning when I drive to work, I have about a 25 to 30 minute commute. There is a podcast that I want people to listen to. It is called What a Day. It is from Crooked Media. Um, it's a company started by John Favreau, not that John Favreau. Uh-huh. He, he is, it's a, he's a guy who worked for Obama in the Obama administration. He started the, 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 the company. They do a bunch of podcasts. They do uh, Pod Save the World, Pod Save America, very political. Um, so, but, what a day is about twenty to twenty-five minutes, no more than twenty-five minutes, and it is it has usually one news story, maybe two, and then it has the headlines, and it breaks things down, and it's just it's a I feel like I'm caught up on the, on the the news of the day. Usually they they bring in different kind of stories that you haven't heard about, like on Friday they they had the uh, editor of Out Magazine Raquel Willis talking about the Trans Day of Remembrance mm-hmm. on when it was past Wednesday. And um, how women of uh, trans women of color are being targeted, and they're the ones that are losing their lives even more and more, and that how calling out that cisgender white men and women in the LGBTQ community have accrued all this power, and they use women of color in the trans community for their fundraising a bit like material, but don't really have any marketing any services for them, and really challenging them. Um, it's a great podcast. They have a lot of fun. Um, and it's just one of those things where I think it's important, especially nowadays. Like I know with impeachment and all the stuff that's happening, it, some people just want to like disconnect from it and they get bombarded with it. But also, I, I don't think people should completely withhold themselves from knowing what's going on in the world. Because I think if, the second that we do that, we're like, oh, I don't want to deal with it. That's what the, the right and the people that want Trump in power, they want people to do. You want people to be ap- you know, apathetic to what's going on. Like, oh, that's that doesn't bother me. That doesn't concern me. That's in Washington. And it should. It should concern you. 
that the president thinks it's okay to, you know, do whatever he wants to gain political favor. So, what a day. I listen to it on Spotify. It's obviously on anywhere you get podcasts. Again, 25 minutes, 20 minutes. Easy digestible. Monday through Friday. I think people should uh, should do that. So, what's, what's your get up on for this week? Uh, my get up on is, uh, I'll give it I'll give it to Vinegar Syndrome. Get up on their, their stuff. And uh, they're a good company, good people doing some good stuff. And I'll, I'll, I'll post this. Uh, hear this episode. Reach out to uh, us on Twitter. And uh, say say your favorite Vinegar Syndrome release, or even just one of their releases. Tweet at us, and uh, if we'll pick a winner, and I'll send you one of my Vinegar Syndrome movies. I like this. Okay, so if you've listened this long, you're going to be rewarded. I like it. So remember, tweet at us at center of the. Oh God. I should know. I should know what our puck. God damn it! How do you it. spell your last name, Ben? C E N. No. I just opened up Facebook like a real. You would okay, boomer. God damn it! <laughs> center of the U. We're at center of the U. Or you can even tweet it. Like you'll get our Twitter at the end. But tweet... center of the U. S E N T E R of the and the letter U. U. Not not Y O U. That'd be weird. U. U. Uh, so tweet at us your favorite Vinegar Syndrome or any Vinegar Syndrome movie, and then we will pick the winner, and we will send you. Um, in, inside will not be the actual disc. It'll just be a nude. <laughs> but not of either of us. Just a nude. <laughs> just a nude. <laughs> oh, there's got to be laws against that. Something. Oh, I mean, of course there are. Um, that is awesome. All right, so my center of the universe this week has been... Honestly, like, truly, it's been this fucking test I, I passed, thank God. Uh, but no, I, I think the biggest thing, my biggest center of the universe this week has been positivity. Mm-hmm. I think it's this week I really needed to focus on positive. When I didn't pass the test on Tuesday, I immediately went to, I'm never going to pass this test. I'm going to lose my job. And I just, I, because that, that's part of my depression. Luckily, You're good enough. You're strong enough. Doggone it. People, people like you. I is smart. I is kind. <laughs> I, but no, I honestly like my, people like my wife and other people like, you know, giving me positivity and just embracing positivity and making positivity the focus is is what my, you know, the center of my universe has been this week because I needed it and it carried me across the finish line and here I am, licensed and all. There you go. What's been your center of the universe? Uh, my center of the universe this week has been uh, Black Mass and everybody that's involved with that. If you're in the Cleveland area, you should come check those guys out. It's the last Saturday of every month. Proud sponsor of that. And uh, by being so, that means that those shows are free. They're always free. It's uh, We're a sponsor of that, aren't we? Yes, we are. We are The Center of the Universe uh, podcast is a proud sponsor as well. And they are fantastic people. Obviously, if you listen to this podcast, or at least the predecessor of this podcast, we had Michael on, we had Peach Fuzz on, mm-hmm. uh, and fantastic people. And definitely, so if you're in the area, if you're in the area, support them. If you're not in the area, find the the, the local artists that are putting things out there that are kind of on the come on on the come up, and support them. Because if we don't want all the same thing all the time, we need to support this new up-and-coming art so it grows and it becomes, it flourishes. And, you know, this stuff is, I've never, I haven't been to one because, again, I'm an old man. And I, But, like... The next one's True Crime. Is that All one, True Crime. Is that the one themed. we're sponsoring? That's the one we're sponsoring. What's, what's the date of this? Uh, it's the last Saturday, so it would be, I believe, the last Saturday of this month is the 28th. Is that correct? Uh, I'm sorry, the 30th. So, uh, November 30th. Okay. I will be there. You'll be there. I'll be there. Like, I, if I'm going to be sponsoring this bad boy, I'm going to be there. Um, come say hi. And, but no, like, come out and support these things. Support drag. Support drag. And not just... The uh, kings, great. the queens, the burlesque stars. And, like, it's great to support things like RuPaul. But, like, again, like that's like supporting, you know, your Marvel, your WWE. Mm-hmm. Go support your local indies. Go support the you know the, the men and women that are really out there, you know, hustling trying to get this done, because it, it's it's a really important thing, and you're gonna have a lot of fun, and you might meet new friends. Yeah, everyone involved, I'm, I I love all of you guys. You guys are super cool. You've been keeping me sane 
uh, a bunch of fun, fun folks that uh, I'm, I'm really glad to call family. So, and again, another big shout out to Pineapple who will be on the podcast uh, sooner rather than later. Um, but will Pineapple be at this show? Uh, Pineapple's booked all over. She's been getting uh, tons of shows and all that. So, and that's the thing. There's if you miss one show, there's plenty of opportunities to see others. But you're, it's it's kind of like wrestling shows. You you want to see your favorites go up against each other and. You gotta, you gotta be in it to win it. All right, so we'll be tweeting out more of that from Center of the U. Now that I know know our own damn Twitter handle, Center, um, Center, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> All right, so Mr. Zach, if people want to follow you on Twitter, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zach for Zombies. Z a c h f o r z o m b i e s. What about you, Ben? Where can the kids? Well, I am at uh, Center Club on Twitter. I am this podcast is at Center of the Universe on Instagram. I also have another podcast because I'm a maniac. Mm-hmm. Ben watches wrestling, so Ben watches Pod on Twitter. Um, we are a proud member of the Jabroni U family. Jabroni, so, so you got to support them. Uh, this coming week, I'll be watching a show from Riptide Wrestling. Uh, it's a really interesting company. So it's a British company. They shoot everything very cinematically. They have multi-camera. Mm-hmm. Um, they do not have commentary. Really? Yes. Interessante. It's weird. Like it, it, it throws you for a loop. It, it but it's like the, the first show that I watched. It has great matches. Um, Spike Trevay Spike Treve versus Jack Sexsmith. Um, so this was filmed a couple of years ago. Cole Cabana and the world's cutest tag team versus British Strong Style. Ooh. It's a great one. It's uh, but it, it, it's just it's a very unique way of of shooting wrestling. But I really like it. So, um, look for that. This it'll be we'll be driving to you on Thanksgiving, so you can be thankful. Also, if you need to get away from your family at any point, you just need mm-hmm. like thirty minutes of sanity. Listen to my insanity. There you um, go. So yeah, um, there's actually a drag show on Thanksgiving that I'm going to. Uh, it's the Glam Gore. Show hosted by uh, Anadonia Delight. That's on uh, East Side at uh, the Grog Shop. Fantastic! And again, like if you you know make sure to take care of yourself. I you know the holidays are great, but they're very stressful. And when you're around family, I love family, but you know people's family dynamics are different for everyone. Mm-hmm. So make sure you're taking care of yourself. If you need to take time away from your family, doesn't mean you're bad. Doesn't mean that you don't love your family. Just need to take care of yourself. Yeah. And if you have a racist uncle, aunt, whatever in your family, call them out. Don't let them be like, oh, that's just ra- un- you know, racist Uncle Bill. No, fuck that. Call them out. Call them on their shit. You know, don't ruin. But like, no, fuck that. Like, even if it ruins it, like, call out people on their racism. It- it's time that, you know, it's 2019 and people need to call on their shit. Yeah. Man, if you feel lonely, if you don't have family, you can always reach out to Ben and I. Yeah, like I'll have my, I always have my phone on, and if you need a, a, a kind word or a positive outlook, and hey, if you're in the Cleveland area, my mother-in-law is hosting Thanksgiving this year. We we are she's Italian, so we're gonna have turkey and everything, plus homemade pasta, lasagna, Ooh. all this. So we'll have plenty of food. Come on over. She'll, there you go. She'll fucking love it. So uh, everyone have a fantastic Thanksgiving. If you like this new format, if you thought we, we didn't go off the rails too much, give us feedback. Remember the contest uh, to get the new, I mean, uh, movie from. <laughs> so, yeah. So, for this is Ben Ben. And I'm Zach. And eventually, just eventually, maybe one day, I'll come up with an intro and outro that don't sound like I'm on meth. Till then. <laughs> Which is never gonna happen. This is so awkward. Hello. No, that's that's not how we end things. We end things with a goodbye and good night.